Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Arsaholics. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Nero couldn't join us today, uh, but we have Raj, Aaronin. Boys, how's it going? We all good? Evening. Good evening, mate. How's it going? Chelsea yeah. still winning, 1-0. Chelsea still happening. winning, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what happened to that. But quite interesting last 20 or so minutes. Aaron wearing blue during a Chelsea game. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, I'm just not sure who I want to win this one, actually. (laughs) Um, But yeah, we'll see. Yes, we will. Uh, So following our win against Leicester at the weekend, um, we've had uh, a nice break, a week off, and we'll be facing Burnley in the early kickoff on Saturday. Um, So keen to get your guys' thoughts on how you think this one's going to play out and how you think Arsenal are going to fare. I think it'll be an, an interesting game because if we don't score early, it could be one of those really painful games where we struggle to break down a deep-lying defence. And we've, we've struggled with that all season. So scoring early will be really, really important because um, you saw yeah, against Tottenham, Tottenham got a goal very early on when they played them. And... They, yeah, they had a very comfortable win because once they, it seems at the moment they've only really got one way of playing, which is sit back, try and either get a draw or get a goal like from a scrappy set play or something like that. So yeah, I just hope we get a goal to actually turn it into an interesting game rather than just attack be defence. I hope, I hope that we don't. Sorry, I was going to say I hope, I hope we don't actually go uh, concede an early goal for once. That would be nice because um, obviously it would be yeah, it would just be nice to. Well, yeah, just not going to see that early goal and give us give ourselves a, a an uphill task from the first few minutes. Go on, Raj. No, I was going to say, like, it's, it's funny with Burnley, isn't it? Because I think we all, as a fan base, we sort of almost assume, we, we take Burnley and we assume the role of Bolton previously, you know, <laughs> yeah. where it was always like Bolton, this bogey, Bolton are the stereotypical team that we'd struggle against. But actually, it's really weird, right? Our, 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 results against Burnley, our history, is ridiculously good. Like, our history playing against Burnley is, like, better than any other team that we 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 played against. So I think, although the last two games, obviously we lost at home this season, and I think the game before that we drew, but then we beat them 11 times in a row. Like, it's, it's a really, really impressive record. Um, but do you not think, I was just going to say, do you not, sorry to interrupt, but do you not think that, the fact that we're no longer um, in that kind of Wenger era or, or under his reign, it's almost like these records going back, like you said, 10 or so games. Um, so you're talking, you know, you're going back five years or more. Do they even really matter anymore? Like you said, we drew two games ago. We lost to them earlier in the season. Obviously, we lost to a lot of teams earlier, earlier in the season. But um, I don't know how much that really matters now. I think you're right because actually, like you say, if you just cut those results and then say Arteta's record against Burnley mm. actually isn't very good. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. I pay no attention to these records, like you know what we did last season or what we did the season before, because I just think yeah, the teams that we put out, like you said, wise the teams that we put out even last season are just so different to the teams that we put out like at the start of the season compared to like what we're playing now. I just I genuinely couldn't care less if we've lost to them 10 times in a row. <laughs> I think 
I think players think I, about it, Aaron, though. Do you I think do, they I, do? I think so. I think they're this, I think in team talks, it's the sort of thing that people come out with, like, you know, we always beat these guys, you know, that kind of thing. And I do think if your record over a long term against a team hasn't been very good, it, for whatever reason, casts this annoying shadow in how you prepare and, and you know, mentally, all that kind of stuff. Like, I do think it has an unhealthy bearing. I think maybe the best teams and the most professional teams, you know, with the most professional mindset of players are able to disaggregate it in the way that you've described. But I do I think, think players are funny like that. I think maybe in the big games, right? Like, I think we've got a clear mental block against City, for example, where regardless of whenever we play them, they will win, right? Um, same with, like, Old Trafford, where we, you know, we usually struggle at winning at Old Trafford. But, um, but like, do you think Burnley or, like, you know, Aubameyang's thinking about, like, the last five games against <laughs> Burnley before he rocks up to Turf Moor? Like, I just... I just I don't think you can remember like two weeks ago, let alone two years ago. <laughs> well, let's think on the flip side, right? Gosh. So Jamie Vardy, Jamie yeah. Vardy's got an outstanding record against Arsenal, and I think that plays into his mindset when he when he plays us. I think he plays. He goes, "I always score against Arsenal," and I think that helps him. Yeah, that's a good point. You can't really does he though? Because he's he, he's probably got an outstanding record against everyone. Like. I think it's a wise score against no, like, all of these like, teams, right? Like, yeah, of in eleven or something like yeah. this against us or something. It must make a difference, okay. right, to your mentality, to the way, yeah, like you said, Raj, where you probably approach the game and and you would look, you know, if you if you've been successful against a team more recently as an individual player, like the example you gave with Vardy, then you're going to look forward to playing them, playing that same team again, right? Like, I think I think it does make a maybe a maybe a smaller difference than is worth discussing today. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, so in terms of, um, we, we are, like I said at the start, we're coming into this game off the back of a really, really impressive win. And our form generally has, has improved. Well, it's improved. Uh, we couldn't have got any worse really from um, the first half of the season. But um, not just our form, but performances as well have started to really improve as well. Um, Burnley, like you said, Aaron, and they've just been thrashed by Spurs and uh, got a draw against Leicester. Um, and it was a fairly even game, I think. But Burnley had um, some mm. really good chances. I think Schmeichel um, saved Leicester to a certain extent in that game. So, and I think with Arsenal as well, despite the form and performances improving, we're still quite inconsistent. And it's like what we said, you know, an early goal, could we could struggle if that happens. And it's happened in the last few or previous games. Thinking of Villa, City... Um, and I think the other thing to consider from Arsenal's perspective is the the schedule that we've got coming up, um, mm. which is definitely something I think Arteta is going to have one eye on, if not both eyes on. Um, so Olympiacos on Thursday following this weekend's game and then Spurs on the Sunday and then Olympiacos again the following Thursday. How do you think um, he's going to... Set, set us up in terms of the the, the starting eleven. I think we'll I think, give him gone, Aaron. Yeah, I think he. We, we got quite like we were quite fortunate because we were allowed to rest players. Well, not allowed to, but we did rest players against Leicester, and yeah, Saka didn't play. I know Birmingham came on towards the end, but these players should be fully rested now, and we can kind of go. Because we've got, like you say, Olympiacos and we've got Spurs in the middle of those two games as well. 
I don't think like players like Saka having had that rest now for you know just over a week, he should probably have enough in the tank now to go and play all four of those games. Should he need to? When um, we can rotate a bit, hopefully you know against Olympiacos we can do the job early on there in the first game. So I think the priority now is these next three games. Look at them in three. Play your best team in all three of them, and then take it from there. I agree. I agree completely with that, actually, because I think that what will have really given Arteta some confidence is he's he's won the last two games with different types of teams and different types of players, and he'll feel that he's got enough players who have coming who have come into at least a little bit of form that he genuinely can have options, um, and it's mm-hmm. not like he's playing a, a B team in inverted commas at any point. Um, and I think he'll really feel that. I think what will be interesting is if he decides that he wants to give anyone a little more of a break by resting anyone against Burnley. But I don't think he will. I think it's going to be close to what Aaron says in, in that I think he's probably going to feel that he can play his best team at all times over these games. But what I think will give him the confidence to do that is I think he knows that if someone ends up looking a bit tired or if he does need to, um, you know, if someone does pick up an injury he can confidently bring someone else in because he knows that, you know, they're also in a bit of fall. So on on that note, right, if Smith Rowe is still injured, who would you start, I assume, on the left? Or, or if you assume Saka's starting on the right um, and Erdegaard's playing, who would you pick to replace Smith Rowe on the left? Or would you do something completely different? Good question. I, mean, <laughs> I, I probably wouldn't do something completely different but I think that Pepe has shown he can play very well on the left right and um although his majority of his career has been on the right he looks like he's pretty decent on the left I also think that we'll probably just see some more fluidity in that three um they'll have to be uh I think he'll try and utilize Willian as well because Willian has played quite well the last couple of games it'll be really interesting to see what he does with Martinelli over the next few games, if he mm. feels that he can call upon him now, or does he feel that it's better for him to rely on the players that have been performing over the last couple of games? I I actually think Willian will start. I think, you know, he, he's mentioned in the past, right? Like he prefers to play Pepe when there's a bit of space behind the defence and someone to run in behind. Whereas I think he likes Willian because he's the type of player who can come inside, can you know, supposedly control the ball a bit better and play and build up the play. And with Smithrow out, I think he'd want a bit more control of that midfield. I, I think we'll probably go for Willian on the left, Saka on the right, and then Erdegaard in the middle. So, so it's quite interesting, actually, because I, 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 I came into this probably thinking slightly differently. And I my thinking was... Maybe he was pleasant, pleasantly surprised with the performance, the like, reserves, not, they're not the reserves, but you know the team that he put out um, against Leicester, um, the performance that they put in. And I think, I think it might, I don't know, it could be wrong, but I think it might have given him a good amount of confidence to play, play that same front four again. Obviously, ESR is in, likely to be injured. So, yeah, that, that's an enforced change. Um, but I wouldn't be that surprised if he rests Saka and Aubameyang again. Um, I think the fact that he played that weakened lineup against Leicester, and it paid off, 
or it worked out um, in the end. I think that signaled to us what he prioritizes. And I think Burnley are a much weaker team than Leicester, you know, in terms of league position. And, um, okay, we lost to them earlier in the season, but from what I remember, we were we dominated that game in terms of probably having most of the ball and probably created some decent chances. But again, that was during that period of our season when that final third just it just wasn't happening. So I wouldn't be that surprised if he sort of wraps Saka in cotton wool for this one, knowing that there's going to be three huge games um, following that. Um, and obviously, if, for example, he plays Saka and he gets injured or something, you know, or, or, or it, it, you know, yeah, if he gets injured basically from the Burnley game and then he's out for the, for the following three games, which the Olympiacos, you know, Olympiacos games are pretty much season defining. Like every Europa League round is pretty much season defining for us. Um, so yeah, it will, it will be really interest, interesting, but yeah, I think, I think he might go with a, quite a similar team to what he put out against Leicester. Problem is, Mike, don't you think that if he does rest Saka in the way that suggested maybe possible then that would be two weeks between games for Saka mm. that's quite a long time right from an even kind of does that not get into the territory where you're actually a little bit concerned about the player being a bit too rusty fresh? Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah yeah, yeah exactly. no, that's a good point I mean the thing is he didn't bring Saka on against Leicester but Potentially, he might. I mean, okay. I, I think to be honest, maybe, maybe he will start him. Maybe he won't. Maybe he won't. Obviously, but I'm just thinking of how he's going to prioritize the games that are coming up. And I think it showed that clear intention, or he showed that clear intention with his uh, lineup or selection for the Leicester game. Um, and there's always the option of bringing him off the bench, depending on how the game's going. Um, and I don't know. I think at that age, when you're was he 19? I, I don't know if it's that much of a um, like thing to consider or to worry about. Like I think at that age, when you're playing football and you're if you're out of the team for a, for a week or two for for that reason to be rested, you probably don't. He probably doesn't even want to be rested. Saka probably doesn't even feel like he needs to be rested. Like from from his perspective, and I think it's one of those one of those where he'll just be raring to go for the next game, whichever game that is. Um, yeah, and I think at that age, I don't know if it matters that much. Like, uh, yeah, I think he'll just be, he seems like the kind of player that's just so switched on as well mentally that he'll just be ready to come in and, and do what he's been doing all season for us. So it's an interesting one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is, it is going to be really interesting. Me a little bit with that is that, you know, Jack Wilshire gave that interview recently, didn't he? Where he basically said, you know, one of the regrets that he has when he looks back on his Arsenal career is not listening to the physios earlier. So it, he was always basically like, I'm completely fine, I'm ready to play. And he genuinely felt he was. And physios were saying to him, look, I think you need to take it a little bit easy. Are you sure you're okay? Are you sure this feels right? And he basically was like, no, 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 I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Um, and I think that, you know, no offence to Jack, I think that Saka seems like a, a bit more intelligent, maybe. There's something about Saka which comes across, I think, a little bit more intelligent and aware. Um, but he's still a kid, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and there's that naivety. There's that inexperience of his own body. Um, so I agree with you, Mice, in, in the sense that I imagine that he probably feels fine. Um, and, uh, you know, I, 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 tr I trust that we try and I, I trust that we're managing him the right way. I, I do. Um, but I also think that 
he'll wonder, you know, we will probably look what's happened to Leicester recently as well and think actually, you know, you lose a game and it can have real impacts on the next game, even if it's in a completely different competition. And if we beat Burnley, it's going to not only actually be quite important for the Premier League, but I think, you know, that will give us momentum going into the Olympiacos game. I think the worst thing that can happen is us losing against Burnley. Um, would Arteta regret it if we lost against Burnley and he rested players in inverted commas? It's a fair point, yeah. Um, yeah, so the team lineup will be interesting. Um, obviously, and I guess the other thing to consider is it's likely to be quite a physical game. Um, and it, again, it kind of ties into what I was saying about, I don't know if it increases the chances of a player getting injured from a sort of a bad tackle almost. Um, but if you think about it from that kind of angle, then he might want, yeah, again, he might want to just protect Saka, at least for the majority of the game or not start him, sorry. So yeah, it will, it will be really interesting to see, um, see what happens. And I think the other interesting, um, uh, thing that we'll see with the team lineup or I'm looking forward to seeing is the center backs that he picks as well. Cause, um, obviously holding's going to be back. Um, we were talking about this last time. Who's, or what is his favorite pairing? Um, and Aaron, and I think it was you that mentioned about holdings area ability for a game like this is probably going to be really important. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him come back in. Yeah. I think holding, assuming he's fit and, you know, there's no issues after his, you know, his head injury there. I think he'll play, and I think Gabriel got a rest last week as well, right? So it's possible he could play, but then again, I think Arteta really does like David Luiz, especially I feel like for games like this where you just want someone there who can deal with like the crosses and like some of the kind of bully boy tactics, which you assume Burnley will try and try and play, and yeah, I think he would prefer someone like David Luiz at the back versus. Gabriel, but you know, rotation, you know, like I said, it's it's quite a nice feeling there to have three or four centre backs who can come in and out and you're not too worried about being totally disadvantaged like we were seasons ago where if we lost Kashani, we knew we'd be in big trouble. But he will go do you think then, Aaron, he would consider going with two right footed centre backs if he played holding and Louise? Or, you know, do you think that he will want to maintain his right foot, left foot thing? Yeah, that's true. But I'm I'm sure Holding and Louise have played together a few times. I think times, they right? have. I think I think yeah. you're right. But I wondered whether that was be- they'd have because of injuries. Was that in mm. the period where Gabrielle was out and Mari was also out? Possibly. Yeah. 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 It depends. You know, he he likes he likes players who can play out from the back and players who like that like left foot right foot combo is definitely that's something he likes. I just think yeah, you probably pick aerial attributes, especially for a game like this. You want someone to you know deal with people like Chris Wood if he's playing to just handle him comfortably. The good thing is, generally speaking, and whether it is because we've been playing defenders like you've mentioned in the right games, we don't generally concede many goals from headers. You know, there's not yes. that many. So I feel the team is attuned to, you know, dealing with it, whether it's set pieces, etc. Like, you know, we've got different plans in place. Like, I go into this game quite confidently. You know, I go in, like, we should win this. In theory, in theory, will we have to prepare much differently than how we prepared for Leicester, knowing that 
Leicester also sat back for portions, you know, for, for pretty much the majority of the game. Um, and do we have to kind of assume a very similar attacking intent? And in terms of how we go forward, do, is it a similar plan? So at least it's not necessarily light years difference, you know, between the preparation for the last game and this one. Um, and I, I, yeah, I do feel pretty confident about it. But I think every time I felt confident about Arsenal this season, <laughs> that's when it's gone wrong. <laughs> yeah. And I think so, yeah, in terms of how we think this game's going to go then, um, Raj, you said you're feeling confident, which ho- hopefully brings us some luck as well. Um, ha- what do you think the result's going to be? I, um, I'm i going to go, ugh, I'm going to go really bullish. Uh, I'm going to go 3-0. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's confident. <laughs> Aaron? I will go... Two 0 Okay. To the You're both thinking clean sheets. Uh, okay. Yeah, I think um, it'll be a full house, and I'll go for a win as well. I think it'll be two one. Um, but yeah, I think um, it's a game that we definitely should win. Got pretty much a fully fit squad to pick from. We've had more rest than them this week, um, which I think could make a make a big difference. And like like we've been saying, you know the. The, the players that were on the kind of fringe of the first team earlier in the season uh, are now, you know, seem to be performing. So, yeah, hopefully come back, uh, come out of Saturday with a win. It'll be a nice way to start the weekend. Well, well, and if we win and, you know, the game right now stays as it is, it's 1-0 Chelsea. Mm. If we win, we we go on, on the same games played as Liverpool with, with three games behind them, three three points behind them. That's pretty that impressive. That is quite impressive. You know, that's pretty impressive. I don't know if that's imp- impressive for us or <laughs> terrible for Liverpool. It's a bit, it's <laughs> I think it's a bit, it's a bit of both. If you go back to November, <laughs> there was no chance of yeah. us ever even yeah. considering that. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, think about we were, I mean, you know, obviously finishing eighth last season and we discussed the potential of will they sack Arteta this season in patches. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, if you then look at it now and you think this is the reigning champion. Mm. And we're potentially going to be within three points of them. Um, you're right. That's I think it's there's, there's something that we should take from that. But also, yeah, geez, Liverpool, what has happened to them? Uh, I don't. I think it's too basic to just say injuries. Um, you know, I think this has been some kind of catastrophic, catastrophic mental failure in some respect. But uh, it's been a weird season, I guess, hasn't it? It has. Yeah, I think. I think we we play them fairly soon, don't we? In a couple of weeks, yeah. yeah. And we've got Spurs, then we've got um, West Ham, and then I think Liverpool. So it's the Europa League six-pointer then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think annoyingly there's a there's an international break coming up somewhere yeah. in between all that okay. as well. But it's not far off. Very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Let's see what happens with that game as well. Okay, boys. Nice one. So hopefully... Um, We come out with a win on Saturday against Burnley um, and we will see you guys at the weekend after the result when we talk about what happened. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you later. Bye. Bye.